Welcome to Holocal Singles. Hello. Welcome to our show, our radio show. Yeah. Also known as a podcast. We talk about pop music here. I think you'll fit right in. <laughs> Let me take a ducking sip of my wine. Same. Let's start all over again. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, it's Moscato. It's so fucking Ew. sweet. I'm drinking Smoky Bay tonight. Smoky who? <laughs> Smoky Bay. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Smoky Bay. <laughs> it's like a Montreal Depp wine brand. I don't even know where it's from. I've never heard of him. Yeah, it's shitty. That's a boy. Smoky Bay's a boy. <laughs> Smoky Bay is a very masculine name for a wine, yes. Smoky Bay. <laughs> Moscato is also pretty masculine. Um, your face when you drank that. Mm. We're Skyping so I can see his face. And every time he takes like a mere tiny sip of it, his like, whole face <laughs> just transforms. My perm just curled more. Yeah. <laughs> Just like got even shorter. <laughs> I'm Josh, by the way. And my name is Juan. I'm recording from Montreal. Joshy, where are you? Thanks for asking. I'm from yeah. Toronto. Oh, wow. No way. Crazy city. Live from yeah. the six. <laughs> and I'm live from the five. Yeah. Five one four. But yeah, we're drinking wine because it's a Friday night, even though you're going to listen to this during the week. Certainly during the week, probably in the morning. I don't know what your schedule is. Hopefully commuting. I like the idea of our listener listening to us while they go to work. That's really flattering. So Juan, what do we do here every episode? What are we doing Apart from here? wasting your time, we rate <laughs> pop music. And we have a really good system for that rating, in fact. Uh-huh. It's not numerical, like Pitchfork or other publications. That's simply too reductive. <laughs> we use a binary instead, in which we rate music as either hot or local. Yep. You might be wondering what the fuck is hot and what the fuck is local. We are too. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't really have an answer to that question, but that's all you need to know. That's right. And ultimately you will catch on within seconds. It is a binary. (laughs) It is very simple. We kind of take it further than numbers in that we like strip it of all kind of numeric value. (laughs) Absolutely. Strip it of all qualitative value, in fact. (laughs) Yeah, in fact. I think our podcast is very anti-capitalist that way. But... (laughs) That's what the critics are saying. Yeah. Best new music podcast (laughs) with an (laughs) (laughs) 8.2. Just scraping by. That's very specific. Of course, we're alluding to the Grimes album Pitchfork Review. She was so happy about that. She was so happy. Okay, let's jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. Do a few singles. We're going to talk the Grimes album in a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're even going to talk about the Justin Bieber album. I'll like guide you through it. I don't know. I feel like no one really cares, but anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah. Sega Bodega released an album. This podcast is a fan of Sega Bodega. Yeah. But we could start with Billie Eilish. Yeah. Let's start with Billie. Who's huge these days. She's so huge that she has a Bond song. Can you believe that? A Bond theme. Yeah, it is nuts. The establishment is like obsessed with her. It really is crazy how the establishment is obsessed with her. But never higher than like 50 BPM. <laughs> Only ballads. She's like perfect for this, right? Because Bond songs are always balanced, or usually, mm. except for Madonna. Mm. I mean, people always say Lana fits perfectly for the 
for Bond themes, but she never really got one. She tried. <laughs> she did once and applied, but Sam Smith beat her. <sighs> Tragic. And if you think that Billy's Lana, then Billy's perfect for the Bond songs. Mm. This song in particular, to me, it's a Bond song. Yeah. And that's it, period. Bond song as a genre, for sure. I was like playing for a while. And I was like looking at my Spotify, it was like 10 seconds in. I was like, my earbuds are fucked or something. And it was just like that quiet. <laughs> like it was like that cinematic buildup. To be fair though, you aren't biased against ballads. I'm so biased against ballads. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like that big of a difference in dynamic range is like not something I'm used to in Spotify, the app. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, my AirPods are broken. Call the police. <laughs> but no, it's the establishment. That's what was happening. That's what I was listening to. <laughs> <laughs> the establishment seems to love Billy because it's like she appeals to young listeners. So I think whoever is in charge of the bond marketing was like, oh, we want the millennials, not even the millennials now, like, but the Zoomers, we want them to get into bond. Oh, who's a big Zoomer artist? Mm. Billy Eilish. Let's use her. Maybe. I don't know. I'm assuming that's like the thought process that went into this i mean i i, I think so yeah all we need is like kim petras yeah. on the hook being like bitches <laughs> hey bitches put your hands up <laughs> it's charlie <maybe. laughs> um the song itself though to me ever since adele did that song which goes off i love i love adele's song skyfall they've just all been the same since then. this is just skyfall part three i feel like i hear that to this day skyfall yeah and it really does sound yeah. amazing i'm just confused like why every time we see Billy in a public space in 2020, it's like it's like proving her as an adult contemporary artist when I mean all you have to do is look at her to know she's under 20 years old. Yeah. And like listen to her talk to know that this is like not her genre. In fact, it's like yeah. four album cycles too soon for this to be happening. But <laughs> the establishment is I think obsessed right. with like making her a ballad ear or whatever. Yeah. And it kind of has to do with the fact that she doesn't have the vocal range for anything else, but her music recorded sounds very different because the production is not very traditional. It's not very adult contemporary mm. because in a live performance, you can't do all the auto-tune shit that makes her music interesting. Mm. So live, it's just ballad, ballad. It's like boring ballads. Right. Like authentic yeah. ballads, like authentic talent exactly. ballads, which adults yeah, love. Like even acoustic, you could say. You could say that. Even to the point, to the extreme that she record, that she played a Beatles song at the Oscars. Derangement. Absolute derangement. Also, like, the most boring Beatles song, I think. I like Yesterday, but it's like, whatever. <laughs> it's not very experimental. She's, like, soundtracking In Memoriam? Like, what are we talking about? It's crazy. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. She's doing the Bond theme and, like, serenading dead industry members. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I feel it's a bit insulting to have someone that young do in memoriam. <laughs> it's like a slap across the face. Like you're too old. You died. Well, you know what? I'm too young. I don't like that. You're on. You are right. Like, and also hearing her do this Bond song really does bring to mind Lana Del Rey. Absolutely. I'm not really sure I ever made the comparison, although you've mentioned it. I think I really heard it for the first time on this song, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. Yeah. I think for someone who isn't so biased about Lana like I am, the comparison isn't so obvious, but with this song, it's completely like mm -hmm. evident, I think. Like it really would have been nice um, if it was Lana, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. I still think um, it's a, it's like a workable song. Probably gorgeous, in yeah. fact. It's probably beautiful. Mm -hmm. I know. But you know listen. what? This, probably, this song would probably sound beautiful in the movie theater with like a surround sound speaker system and like yeah. super loud. Yeah. Um, like first song... 
of the credits. It's going to sound amazing. Yeah. It's a bit frustrating to think that like an artist like Madonna in her, like what it was that like her seventh album cycle did something more interesting and experimental with the Bond song than Billie Eilish did at 18 years old. You know, mm. Billie's just like rehashing Adele. So it's like, yeah. what's the point of this? I guess they're just trying to like replicate the success of it because Adele and Sam Smith bo- both got Oscars from their songs. So maybe they're like, why like fix it if it's not broken? Wow, I didn't know that about either. Yeah, they did. In fact, like, honestly, when, maybe- the Sam Smith Bond song is like fully out of mind. Like I did not even know that happened. I don't even know what it sounds like. Yeah, but I know he won because there was that iconic speech when he was like, I'm happy to to be the first gay man to win an Oscar. Oh. And then he was like wrong about it. <laughs> Someone else oh, had already. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of many things he's been dragged for in his relatively short career yeah. since Latch. <laughs> Good song though. That's like probably his peak. Probably. Their peak. Their yeah. peak. I do know he was nominated for Dancing with a Stranger featuring Normani at the Brits, but lost. A Brit? Right. It's just one of those songs that doesn't really go away. Mm-hmm. It's just still kind of percolating, always about to play at any given corner <laughs> of the mall. <laughs> the mall. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Billy, I assume. I think it's enough about Billy. We already said everything there's to say. I think it's so local mm-hmm. because exactly of what you were saying, it's like they're making her into this like adult contemporary artist, and she's exactly what you said. She's far too young for that. Yeah, she's far too new for that. She's only in her first album. She should be sounding more experimental than this. But that's what you get for a Bond song. So. I guess she's trying to get her coin. Yeah, she has those connections. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, yeah. Honestly, all of like this whole year so far has been about like how can we make Billy like thirty Huge. years older. Mm-hmm. Like her age is like working against her at this point. Yeah, because of like how her label's pushing her. It really makes me um, believe the people who used to hate on her for being an, an industry plant. I'm like, maybe you were onto something. Yeah. We haven't used that word in a while, industry plant. I know, since like the summer, yeah. Since Claro came since out Claro. with a new album. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Local, big local stamp on that. <laughs> I wish we had like a sound effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a stamp yeah. sound like... <laughs> I know, what's the difference between a local stamp and a hot stamp? One has to wonder. <laughs> yeah, a hot would be like a distilling, like Ooh. a branding, like ca- cattle. Yeah, yeah, a cattle stamp for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the local stamp is just like mail. <laughs> Like yeah, like super bureaucratic and boring. Yeah. <laughs> a huge office reverb. <laughs> Open office plan. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving along. What's next? We have yeah. the Pussycat Dolls reunion song. It's called React. A big comeback. Huge comeback for Nicole Scherzinger at the very least. <laughs> and her backup singers. Yeah. Well, seriously, I mean, all you have to do is listen to it. I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, in fact, my first take about the song is that I've never heard them more than I have with this song. Like, mm. they're doing backup vocals, but before I feel like they didn't even do that at all. Before they were just dancers. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Oh, to me, it's equal. Like, I barely hear them. Should we listen a little bit? Yeah. I'm like, Right. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't want a nice guy. No. Nope. I mean, they don't want a nice guy. 
the group of the pussycat dolls. <laughs> the five of them have the same opinion on men. Simple when that happens. None of them. <laughs> Maybe that's why they work. Um, I know. How simple would this podcast be if we had the same opinion all the time? Maybe we do, actually. We probably do. Maybe that's our biggest mistake. Like the least confrontation oh. of any podcast ever. <laughs> we just love music. Know. I feel like Red Scare has less confrontation. <laughs> T, okay. <laughs> Red Scare is just like Anna having an opinion and Dash agreeing with it. Um, and making a joke out of it blowing her nose the pussycat dolls <laughs> speaking of red's curry the pussycat dolls <laughs> yeah what do you think about this song I think it's cute fine it's cute literally timeless yes. and then I don't know what it sounds like yeah I thought lyrically it sounds desperate you think you know well, from what I got from it is that she's saying that he is so not into her that she's doing cruel things oh. so that he reacts and this is probably really ageist of me, but I immediately just connected it with like a 40 year old woman writing the song because she is in her forties mm. now. And then I was thinking like, Oh, this is probably the perspective of someone who used to be really hot and she's still really hot, but mm. she's not in her twenties. Whoa. Why did I think, <laughs> why did I think this was the opposite concept? I really thought like the right. guy was doing too much and like giving her too much attention. Although I guess the word react kind of goes against my thesis here. Well, not necessarily because someone is reacting and we're disagreeing on who is the react the, person the reactor. Reacting. Every time I leave, you hold <laughs> me closer. I hang up the phone, you call me back. Uh, but she says then you're making me cruel because you're wanting me to react. You're turning me cruel because I'm just wanting you to react. Right. She wants him to react. Yeah. Why don't you mess so me around like you're supposed to? Exactly. Right, she, right, right. Like she wants to be fucked with a little bit. Exactly. Which, honestly, everyone can relate to. Yeah, One of the most truly relatable songs of our time. A little yeah. less attention. Maybe it's not about attention. Oh. It's not about attention? Oh, <laughs> I shit. don't even know anymore. <laughs> okay, this is a deep dive suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Into, like, the most stupid lyrics available. Um, I thought it was about her wanting him to react so she's doing cruel things so he pays attention to her. The way you do me, boy, you're too nice. You gas me up when I want to be losing my breath. Mm, I think what I'm saying is that it's not about attention, but about... Yeah. Not about attention per se, but about a specific kind of attention, aka like aggressive, manly, like mm. even violent, not violent, but like sexy attention. Yeah, Maybe he's you're too right. nice for her. So call me yeah. masochistic, but sometimes I want to fight. Oh, okay. You're on to something. We got it, we got it, uh, we got it. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> the critics have entered the chat. <laughs> The music journalists have arrived. A profound criticism has <laughs> through the chat. <laughs> a profound criticism. Oh, love you, Grimes. Grimes has entered the chat That's all. Not yet. Stick around for it. Stay tuned. Anyway, I love that ducking song. You do? React? I do love this song, yeah. Oh, okay. Because before you were saying it's cute, so to me cute is like, whatever, but you love it, okay. I don't even know. I mean, I'm happy. I just listened to it and it sounded great. Um, yeah. And it's Friday night and I fucking want to listen to it. Okay, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get served by, on Monday. Yeah, I know where you work. <laughs> um, no, I actually like the song too. I think it's kind of interesting though because it's like, they're like dated, they're aged, but they came back pretty well. Their song like stands up the test of like, I don't know. It seems like they still like have the finger on their pulse. I like don't know if it's for anyone but us though, right? Like the Jonas Brothers came yeah. back and did pop rock for the radio. Mm -hmm. Maroon 5 mm. kind of constantly come back and do like Radio Pop 2. <laughs> so when the Pussycat Dolls come back and do kind of just pure pop, I I don't know if it's really for anyone but us. I don't think it's going to make moves, really. 
But I think the sentiment is mm. like interesting in how gay it is. So I think yeah, I'm going to totally. call it hot. I think it's hot, yeah. I also think as much as their dynamic is fucked in the sense that Nicole takes up all the center stage, I think that it kind of works for them, though. I feel like the backing vocals in this sense like give the song a texture. I don't know if that means anything, but I feel like usually girl groups is just like each one of them rotates a lyric mm. and it just amounts to like this like hodgepodge, like weird right. mixture of different things. But with this song, it really showed me that the Pussycat Dolls, their formula really works. Right. Like it's actually like, okay, maybe you don't need all of them to be like lead vocalists. Mm. Maybe it is better to have like one lead vocalist and then half of them or them, the rest of them just do like the backing vocals. Like blended. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because even, like, One Direction, everyone took turns. Little Mix, I think, famously takes turns. Fifth Harmony does it. Does it, yeah. Iconic segue in that we're about to talk about Lauren from Fifth Harmony. Right. PCD is hot, though. React by the Pussycat Dolls hot. Have to agree. There's no other way around it. It's like a masochistic enough sentiment. Gay as hell. Yeah. Self-loathing as hell, I would argue. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not nothing. I love all of that. <laughs> So we have Nada with Lauren J mm-hmm. and uh, C. Tangena. That's a mouthful, but yeah, Lauren from Fifth Harmony and the people's husband. I've actually never said that guy's name out loud. Um, C. He's so hot. C. Tangena. C. Tangena. C. Tangena. You're pretty. You're pretty close. Yeah. I'm looking at picture pictures of him, and he's pretty hot. Okay, <laughs> this song. It's called Nada, and it's kind of horny. Can you play it for me, DJ? Yeah, sure. <laughs> the chorus is iconic. It's sexy, it's sultry, it's... Good. Yeah, it like approaches a duet towards the end, which I'm always kind of mm. into, especially an upbeat one. Yeah, hot. I think it's really hot, like literally very hot. Literally very hot. Okay, what is <laughs> what are the lyrics about? Can you spill? Oh, well, I didn't really listen to them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me go on genius. Yeah, go on genius. Well, nada, nada means nothing. Okay, that much. That I get. Okay, so she's saying, oh, he he's giving her nothing. Ugh. Can't keep up with your vibe that's in English. Because you're up and down, around the round, babe. I, can, I cannot read your mind. Wow. He's She's counting the days to see him again. No fucking way. And you don't even know what you want to do. Mm. When she leaves, she's not coming back. Ooh. You keep giving me nothing, giving me nothing. Wow. Giving me nothing, giving me nothing. Polar opposite so, of Nicole Scherzinger and the Pussycat Dolls. Absolutely, yeah. I love that you just renamed the girl group, but I like that. <laughs> and the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. Lauren's getting nothing. But yeah, it's the opposite. This is, and you know what? She's getting nothing and she's not putting up with it. She's ready to just leave. She's about to she leave. She doesn't give a fuck. She's not, yeah, she doesn't, she's not trying. She's like, you're giving me nothing? Well, I'm gone. Yeah. Damn. Um, It's a good song, I think. It's like not groundbreaking. It sounds pretty reggaeton-y in like the most like, um, I want to say basic, but it's not basic. I guess formulaic sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it also has like something sexy about mm-hmm. it that isn't in every reggaeton song. I think I have to stand. You're right. Yeah. It's a good pairing of people, I think, too. Yeah. I'm actually pretty shocked that um, I didn't realize that she spoke Spanish at all. I had no idea she was Spanish. Yeah. Or spoke Spanish. I knew she was bisexual. Maybe it just comes with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's like something to that, I think. <laughs> I speak Spanish and I am bisexual. <laughs> okay, case closed. <laughs> I am not bisexual. <laughs> but yes, I feel like I'm done with this song. I mean, it's good. It's hot. Let's go with hot. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Next up is... Next? After Hours by The Weeknd. Okay. Toronto Zone. The Weeknd. <laughs> this is a six-minute song, Quan. Is it? Oh, I didn't even notice. Sure is. It has three acts. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Let's listen to the second act. Wow. I thought rubber band snapped to it. So I love here we have the weekend desperately wanting someone who is nowhere to be found. Everyone is looking for something they can't have so far on I this know. podcast. It seems like the sire is all about all that which you can't have. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what makes it Maybe? fun. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine desiring something that you already have. No, 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 no. But I don't know. Maybe the third act it resolves. I don't really know. It's like a long song to right. know from head to toe. Yeah. So I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Abel. I wonder if he's singing to Selena Gomez or Bella Hadid. They, he dated both of those. Oh, I see. Women. Ooh, I yeah. see. Yeah, probably Bella. The song is actually shockingly good, I thought. Mm-hmm. I think I don't need the three acts, actually, because I think the second act is, like, unanimously the one that people will like. Um I think that he was going for something a bit more like, I don't know, I don't want to say experimental, but a bit more like complicated, mm. a bit more like developed than Starboy. Yeah, it is cinematic. Yeah, exactly. You know, like adding a bit of layers to it because Starboy is just like for the masses, right? Mm. His la- I'm hoping that's the last album because I'm speaking as if it was. No, it, it is. must be. Um, um, and I feel like, I don't know, I like the song and I like the direction that it's going. I mean, the weekend is reaching this like mid mid career point mm. where I think he's already peaked. I think he's done like the biggest hits that he'll have. Mm. So he has to reconsider what his next T is. So I like this idea of like sort of going back to the more low key R and B sounds that he began with. Yeah. Um, it's for, I think it's for the fans, for the long term weekend fans. I can't say I'm one, but mm-hmm. I feel like it is for them. Interesting. I, like I think he's like the, one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Yeah. Like, I think there was stuff, there was, like, talk of him being nominated under, like, rap categories when he's so obviously a pop star. He's barely been R&B for years, in a way. Like, he's been, like, mm-hmm. so electronic and so funky for so long now that it's, like, hard to imagine being in a lift without hearing him, you know? <laughs> yeah. My experience of the weekend recently is uh, knowing that Sammy's mom loves him. Mm. So I feel like post- I can't fill my face the weekend was just really for the masses. Wow. For moms. You know what that must have been? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, team. Because that definitely like simplified his kind of again masochistic right. Lana parallel vibe. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were Star Boy and Star Girl. But <laughs> I think you're right about saying that he is one of the biggest stars. I mean, Starboy and the album before that were huge. Mm-hmm. But I, what, but I feel like he's peaked though. I feel like nothing he does now is going to be as big as that or bigger than that. Mm. I feel like that's what the weekend, like that's his peak. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
I mean, just considering also how poorly this album cycle has done. Wait, what else? Uh, what else has happened? A song called "Blinding Lights." Oh, that's everywhere. Really? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I think that's a huge hit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, maybe I'm just completely disconnected from like the charts. Well, and it has almost 400 million plays on Spotify. Let me <laughs> delete everything. I <laughs> Like it's I such mean, a big but hit. you know, it's like it's like what it's what what Italia says. Um, McDonald's has a lot of sells a lot of burgers, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that it has that it has cultural impact. And <laughs> I just don't think this album has the cultural impact of like Starboy or Beauty Behind the Madness, right? But yes, yeah, and like the mixtapes and whatever else, the trilogy. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I have to wonder like what his original fans are thinking and what they've been thinking for like years, because yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he's for them anymore. I don't no. think we've ever talked about him, but yeah, he is ultimately a pop no, star. No, we haven't actually. Um, yeah. Blinding Lights is big, in the UK at least. I'm sure it's big on really? like Virgin Radio Toronto too, because they have to play something. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure the CanCon makes it huge in Canada. Mm. Definitely. Is it a law? 35% of airtime is to be Canadian content. We prop up the industry of like mid-tier talent and below. <laughs> <laughs> the latest like CanCon industry plant is a guy named sean hook sean hook. sean's get propped up yeah i feel like there's enough sean's in the canadian music industry yeah sean desmond even not even mendez but oh yeah desmond. wait but joshy how do you how do you feel specifically about the song do you like it i don't know i've never really liked his vibe honestly like the cover for this is oh, a bloody nose which is like okay yeah. we get it maybe not my vibe but it kind of does sound great that middle section Act two, as I'm yeah. calling it. Yeah, I think you're right in calling it acts. I assume it will be played in shortened form. I would love to hear the radio edit. I'm sure it'll sound right. good. I can't say I've ever liked his voice, but the production in this case is like kind of cool, like kind of crazy good. Actually, no, totally. I actually love his voice in this, mm. in this song specifically, and in his old stuff. Too high sometimes, but I like it. Yeah. I actually recently heard this really old... Okay, so I recently heard Heartless by The Weeknd, and I was like, this song is big. And it's like a decade old or whatever, but it's like, it sounds huge. It's like mortifying lyrics. But it's not that old, right? No. Wait, Heartless is from last year? (laughs) Yeah, Heartless is like new. It's like from this new album. Wow, I assumed that was like mixtape era. No, 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 no. I can't believe that. I really thought it was really old. But it does sound like his mixtape era, though. I feel like this new album is he's trying to like go back to his roots or whatever. Okay, well that explains why I've been hearing it so much. I honestly just thought that like radio stations were running out of new songs and had to like dip into the old <laughs> stuff again. In terms of CanCon, of course. Yeah. But okay, it's from last year. That explains a lot. I like that song. Okay. Look at me slowly standing in real time. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we love about this podcast. And that's a masochistic song. Like crazy. <laughs> I actually don't know that song at all, but I trust it's you. It's like nasty. It's about how he doesn't care about women. Little fuck them. My favorite The Weeknd song is called Stargirl Interlude featuring Lana Del Rey. Okay, I wonder why. <laughs> wonder why that's the case. Um, this song, I think, is hmm, it's hard to rate. Local, easy. The, the Weeknd to me is local, <laughs> but this is... It's not local. I feel like a six-minute song. Mm. But no, it is local. It tries to be hot, but it is local. Okay. I think, yeah. It tries yeah. to be big, but it's still it's local. Yeah, it's like when it's like a bit of like post pyramids R and B, like this like huge sprawling narrative, okay. like five minutes, like yeah, I don't know, I just made that up. Into it, agree. 
Okay. But it's local. So we randomly stand the weekend now. That's good to know. <laughs> like something I wish I knew before I started recording, but <laughs> great news. Okay. I feel like stand is such a strong word for my feelings, but yeah. I don't think I've truly stand anyone since Charlie XCX, and I don't know if I will again. That's a void in your heart. No, wait, I stand Grimes. Ooh, I absolutely have to I can't Grimes. wait for that take. I can't wait until we get before to Before we get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Okay. Let's hurry up until we can get to it, yeah. Okay. Lick in Heaven by Jesse Lanza? Lick in Heaven, yeah. yes. Okay. Jesse Lanza, famous Canadian indie Canadian, musician. Yeah. In my mind, from like Hamilton or something, that sounds right to me. Yeah. No, definitely for Hamilton. Okay. From Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton, Ontario. Shout out to our listeners from there. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to this song. Josh, your reaction was like, yes. First of all, call in. Second of all, let's listen. <laughs> It is right? cute, isn't it? I wrote this down. Oh. She seems to me like a more ethereal or more delicate Grimes. Okay, the Grimes comparison is something I was thinking too, and I think it's right. Mm -hmm. It's the vocal style. Yeah. But it's not the like pop. it's not current Grimes, it's like early Canadian Grimes. It's Visions Grimes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe pre-visions. I don't know. It's like very like Gaiety Primes Grimes or whatever. Like one girl, one woman and a synthesizer, like right, cute right, vocals. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really cute. I think it's like a pre-political Grimes, an apolitical Grimes song. Right, an apolitical Grimes. Hey. I've always tanned Jessie Lanza. Mm -hmm. I think this is like the weakest thing that she's released, though. Okay, interesting. Her album, Oh No, was really good, <laughs> I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a, like a duo called The Galleria, and probably, in fact, still does. I mean, I like <laughs> it. It's just... Um, I like it, too. It is, yeah, it is what it, it, is, what it is. It comes from this like family of Canadian pop that um, will seemingly always exist, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it really sounds Canadian to me. It's like Canadian indie pop, P -P. and I think it always <laughs> it's pretty harmless. It's so harmless, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because we in our cut list. Should I mention this one really quick? But like we have every week, we have like a bunch of songs that we cut out because we can't talk about everything. Yeah. And in that cut list, there's a song by Purity Ring, uh -huh. which I think sort of fits in with this thing of Canadian pop that will never go away. Yeah. Maybe even Pops fits in there too. Maybe you know, so. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. That Purity <laughs> Ring song just truly will never go away. Like that sounds exactly no, the same I as other know. songs. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's I in think the bin. I'm excited for Jesse Lanza, but. This is okay to me. It's like not groundbreaking. It's, she's not doing that much new from her sound, but mm -hmm. if if it's not broken, we fix it. Mm -hmm. Her sound works, so why not? I feel like this barely registers on the binary, but let's go with... Early, yeah. I want to say local, honestly. The local, yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Bye, bye, Jesse. That was five songs. That was five little yeah. wee singles. I think we should talk about the Grimes album. Yeah, let's do that. Called Miss Anthropocene. So Grimes, Claire Boucher, uh -huh. Boucher, famous Canadian. Right, she's not actually French, so it would be Boucher. Boucher. Claire Boucher. Claire Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Probably soon Claire Musk. That does not sound really nice. Claire Musk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'd give everything to Claire Musk. So she released an album. We love her, though. That has been 
has been teased for at least like a year and a half now. Years. Um, the name of the album is Misanthropocene, but you all faggots know it. Mm-hmm. Our listeners, don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> yeah, our listener knows. Um, the album's out, finally, and there's takes on it. Well, the album leaked like more than once over the past year or so. Right. I don't listen to leaks. I do. I have been known to listen to leaks, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I like heard about it, this leak and then the file said like seven months ago and I was like, I, I like I don't care enough to listen to this seven month old leak. Right. Yeah. Like, I assume a few songs sound different at this point or like maybe titles changed or whatever. But anyway, in its current form, I'm happy with Miss Anthropocene. Yeah, same. It got best new music, Pitchfork, just barely, just barely scraping by with an 8.2. I checked and 8.1s get best new music sometimes too, but sometimes 8.2s don't get best new music. Really? Crazy. So it's it, all very complicated. Yeah, it seems rigged. <laughs> it doesn't quite make sense <laughs> to me, but I do think it but is I mean, best new music, frankly. Yeah, I know. Absolutely is. I think it's one of the most interesting things that been that's been released. Grimes, love her, hate her, it's interesting. Her music's interesting. It makes people talk. And I think by virtue of that, I'm the kind of person who's like, regardless of if something's really bad, if it's interesting, then it's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not really bad, is it? Like, so many no, singles we've heard, which can be disappointing, but honestly, they sound great in context. Mm-hmm. 4AM sounds mm-hmm. great. Violence sounds mm-hmm. great. On the deluxe version, which is really just a Spotify version, we have We Appreciate Power, at the very bottom, right before the right. like alternate and, edits or whatever. I think it's yeah. great to have on there. It sounds good as a closer. I love that song. I love that song too. I think it's a really good album. I think it's like, I mean, to contextualize it a bit, even though the listener already knows the context, like this is like Grimes' first album after she started dealing Elon Musk mm-hmm. and after share like persona chain from being a sort of like more the quirky nerdy girl that made like beats in her of her own or like not even art angels was already like high production but it was she wasn't like an enemy she wasn't like maligned she was always perfect i feel like she always got best new music and this was the first time around that she had any negative press surrounding her name mm. so i think that's what was really interesting coming out i was like i wondered what people were going to think about it because grimes had always been such a like indie darling yeah that i was wondering if pitchfork was going to actually like it even though they did it's pretty convoluted, right? Like the music on its own, we've right. kind of touched on, I guess. The concept was meant to be the, cl- the goddess of climate change. That's who Miss Anthropocene right. is. She like doesn't mention this concept in the album, really. At all, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like the surrounding discussions of it. Now have to talk about yeah. it. Um, there are like billboards and posters all over the world at in this very moment that say climate change is good or global warming is good. And there, right. it's like promo for this this album and that that sort of speaks a lot of what what people hate about her it does yeah at this very moment right this idea that even if she's she's probably being cynical if she's being serious then that's obviously fucked up mm-hmm. if she's being cynical then that's also fucked up because she right now is like inhabits a position of power where she's dating like a billion yeah so a lot of people sort of like and the, i think the pitchfork review sort of hinted at that at the end they were like even though the music is great it leaves like a bitter taste in my mouth because it's like how can she be so fetishious about global warming yeah when it's like actually affects people i think the phrase was slimy mouthfeel (laughs) great writing which is nasty i actually have quotes Grimes sounds like the pop star she's worked very hard to become but her imagination Mm. seems diminished 
or like many of her celebrity ilk, is cordoned off in a bubble floating above the rest of humanity. In 2020, revolutionary pop stardom might try to clarify rather than obscure the havoc that systems wreak. I mean, I don't disagree with it. Maybe sure she obfuscates or whatever the word is. Obfuscates, yeah. Uh, like the, the, I don't know, climate, climate change or whatever. But I just don't, I don't buy into the school of thought that music and art has to teach us mm. how to live. Yes. And this is the conversation that I think we had once about Graham specifically. Yeah. That it's like, I don't think, I, I don't go to music for a role model. Right. Like, I feel like the conversation has been so stale. But I just think that critique is, I mean, it's fair. It's it's politics. It's true. We live in a world where the world's about to end, and I do think that Grimes is doing this thing where she's like trying to like have the cake and eat it too, in the sense that she's like trying to be like both, yeah, I know both a rich woman and also like an avant-garde pop star, like a twee woman, this, a rich woman, and like yeah, a pop star, but dating Elon Musk, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be all those things. You can be all those things at once. But you know what? what you, like, I feel like at the same time, it's like, you can be all those things, but don't we all want to be all those things? Wouldn't you want to like be like morally perfect while living in like a mute, beautiful mansion? I feel like that's my desires in life. It's like, if I had the, cho- <laughs> the chance of like to date a billionaire while at the same time be revered for being like morally great, yeah. I would take it. Fuck it. I would yeah. be so fucking good at that. I just can't believe no one <laughs> has figured that out yet. Like the Jamila Jamils of the world or the Grimes of the world. Like Grimes should have been the one to get it right. And honestly, I don't even think she's that far off. Like even that billboard we mentioned that global warming is a good thing. First of all, she's using an an outdated term for climate change, right? Or like climate. Right. I I even think climate change is like dated now. It's like something different. But global warming is like objectively an old phrase. And I think we can like as thinking humans, we can like agree that it's not fully an earnest statement to say that and put it on a billboard. Absolutely. Like the medium is the message, whatever. Like it's (laughs) like just not as straightforward as people like to write about in reviews when they're talking about this album. And you know what? It reminds me, what you just said reminds me of, she recently posted that meme of like a girl half naked taking a selfie and then it's like 600 likes. And then there's on the other side, a girl taking like a nerdy girl taking a picture. And everyone freaked out being no, like, Grimes, you're so nerdy, stupid. Wait, listen, the nerdy girl is holding a portrait of Totoro. <laughs> and it has 15 <laughs> likes instead of 600. <laughs> of our neighbor, our neighbor, Totoro. Yeah. And, and everyone was like, Grimes, you're so stupid, making fun of her. But then she, and then I saw the comments and it's in the reply. She's like, oh, I think I should take this down because people thought I was being serious. And it's like, oh, right. <laughs> so much of what you've been doing with this past album cycle is you just being ironic uh-huh. given when you're dating elon musk your irony becomes politically problematic yeah and i give that and it's for sure it's true but at the same time people shouldn't take the billboard at face value mm-hmm. but maybe we can talk about the music now <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i'm trying to phrase this i like the billboard is so stupid right but at the same time every review is all about the image and like the way she right. described the album like last year you know Literally, and it yeah. didn't even end up really in the final edit or whatever. So when she says, when she puts a stupid billboard up that says global warming is good, that like creates I mean, a dissonance yeah. in the viewer. And I feel like we should understand that when it's on a billboard, it's more about the media than it is about the sentence. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And maybe it has nothing to do with the project. Like maybe that's really the main issue. Yeah. It's just, I guess it's and just it's also, Yeah, you shouldn't read art literally just because someone is saying, like, you know what I mean? It's like... Mm. 
Like just because you're depicting something that's fucked doesn't mean that you support that something that is fucked. Yeah. I think the problem with Grimes is her relationship with Elon Musk and that's changed the way that everyone sees her. Yeah. The systems in her life are like what people are talking about at any given moment. She also always speaks to, I don't know if it's as true, but she always talks about how Elon doesn't fund any of her musical efforts, that it's all on her own. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it is, it must be hard. The being mixed for D is a tiny label. Mm. And she does do so many videos. Like for Art Angels, she Favorite. had so many videos. Like I swear she had but like... She directs herself, herself too, yeah. And yeah. actually, it's funny because sure, it's like positioned as a political album, but she's been political the whole time. Like obviously Oblivion right. is about being followed home at night. Yeah. And like sexual assault that follows. Yeah. Like Kill V Mame is about being a man in charge of war with war powers. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think Venus Fly is something about like a woman who's fighting back or something. Janelle Monet sounds like Grimes has my back. Why are you looking like, at I'm me? I'm going to fight you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that exactly, that yeah, checks yeah. out. California is about a woman being like abused by the music industry. Right. So like the leap to a political album didn't have to be so hard, but like clearly some game of telephone happened at least that's what I'm yeah. proposing. But like something happened <laughs> over the course of like two years that it took this album to come out that like made the concept kind of diluted or like warped but, really. Yeah. But Joshi doesn't like when you check historically what has happened in her life in the past two years. Musk. She started dating Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grimes Musk occurred. <laughs> Grimes Musk. I swear to God, that's one of the worst combination of words I've ever heard. <laughs> Grimes Claire Musk. Musk. <laughs> it's Claire Musk. Claire Musk is bad too, but Grimes <laughs> Musk has got to go. That being said, so yes, the concept, the concept of the album, I think we can all agree is not morally or politically pure. It's not, <laughs> it's not Marxist capital. It's not mm-hmm. like word by word, perfectly like unproblematic. Yes. I think anyone <laughs> with two brain cells can ascertain that. Yet, do we need our albums to be completely morally pure? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just the kind of conflict you get on this podcast. Two gay guys agreeing <laughs> <laughs> about Grimes. Wait, what's your favorite What's your favorite song on the album? Yeah, let's talk tracks. Yeah. Delete Forever like sounds amazing on this album. That's funny. I don't love that that much. Oh, I love, I yeah. love Delete Forever. You and Andrew, the gay group chat loves Delete Forever. Because the first 10 minutes uh, is like really as dark as the reviews would make you seem. The first 10 minutes of the album, I mean, um, yeah. including Dark Side. Which is my favorite part, actually. Interesting. So, like yeah. It starts with So Heavy, I Fell Through the Earth, which mm-hmm. I really adore. And then Dark Side yeah. with um, the artist that was once known as Aristophanes. Oh, really? That's the same person? That's the same person. And she also was on the oh. second track of Art Angels. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I think Dark Side, which is on this new album, is like a better redo of that song. Oh, Dark Side is iconic. Dark Side's cool. Yeah, it sounds good. I like it. But when it goes into Delete Forever, it's like, wow, I'm awake. Right. It's okay. springtime. I love it. Totally. I see that. I had a metaphor for um, Delete Forever. What is it? Although it's about, like, apparently she wrote it the day Lil Peep died. And it's about, like, people she knew who have, like, died from opioids, which is dark. Mm -hmm. But it is, like, ultimately a banjo song. Like, it is, like, (laughs) upbeat. Mm -hmm. So, like, something in that reminds me of, let's say, spring or, like, even, let's say, mid-February when you suddenly realize, maybe, let's say, that you've been depressed since fall. (laughs) 
seems very specific, Josh. <laughs> Every fucking February this happens to me. I'm like, wait, I've been in a rut for like three months. Yeah. It's called SAD. It's called Seasonal Effective. Exactly, yeah. If you guys would donate to the pod, maybe Josh, you could buy a satellite. But maybe my satellite would diminish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, after that, I mean, we get the bangers, don't we? We get um, Violence yeah. and 4 a.m. They're back to back. They sound um, they sound great, fucking amazing back, back to, to back. back. The front half of this album goes off, I would say. Yeah, it really does. I I my favorite is still My Name Is Dark. Mm. I've already said on the pod how much I love that song. How was the listening experience for you? Well, it was what I texted you guys on the group chat. I was like. I said like so. It's basically what new five new songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. And that since it was actually a bit, a bit disappointing. I think the the release of it, the marketing of it, was a bit like you don't need all these singles if mm-hmm. the song if the album's going to be so short. I feel like literally half the album was already out officially before it was out. Yeah, that's true. Like the singles. My name is Ark, still the fav- my favorite, but I love this. What you were talking about the first ten minutes that were so dark and like. I want to say morose is that the right word who the fuck knows who cares but this like it was just very like a different grime so it was very like dark very like slow very like mm-hmm. sticky and like i don't know and i really like she does it so well i thought like, she kind of transitions be- transition between so heavy and dark side like those two together just work so well i really liked mm-hmm. it um the pitchfork review once again said it's more morose than her previous work but no less camp which is I it like. campy i don't know yeah, I would say it's campy. Oh, this great Grimes says camp. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think the the writer's name is Hazel, like Hazel Silas, who I recognize from Jezebel. But anyway, she was saying Hazel that Lundin. violence is like destined to be on a RuPaul's Drag Race lip sync battle. I was like, okay, excuse me. Have you are you listening to the song one? And like, have you watched that show too? Yeah. Like they don't they don't. I mean, there's like a bass. There's bass, I guess. There's like a kick drum. Yeah. But I feel like lip sync battles are all about like awful 80s songs and like sometimes Robin, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I see violence, if anything, like is a runway song for like, I don't know, something dark like Saint Laurent or something. Ooh, fashion. I don't see it as a as a lip sync. Yeah, it's like a fashion song to me. I love that song. That's the only one on the album she didn't produce herself. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. She said it like felt funny to uh, just sing instead of produce. Right. She's talented. Never forget that. Never forget that she's a great producer. I think that's her real tea. People will have um, you think she has nothing going on in that little brand of hers, but it's proven wrong. I like I Adore You, track number 10. Adore is you, that I adore you. how we're saying that? <laughs> I don't know, Joshi. <laughs> I don't know what the consensus is. Wait, I was going to say, actually, when I was going to talk about... Oh, my name is Ark. To me, the one lyric that encompasses like the whole ethos of the album is when she says like Un- unfuck the world you stupid girl yeah. this idea that people have that she has to personally unfuck the world yeah but she has this moral responsibility to like solve everything mm-hmm. i think that's like a, a, an amazing lyric but yeah you're right that's all i have to say for sure no it's true in comparison the new songs are worse than the singles yeah which speaks in two ways first great decision making in terms of choosing the singles she mm-hmm. chose the best songs but secondly 
the album loses a bit of its impact because I don't know how much I'll replay it considering that my favorite songs I've already exhausted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 4am. I mean, I listened to that to death violence too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 4am yeah. really was for me. Let's play. You'll miss me when I'm not around. Okay. I like that song. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, you could put Grimes in front of me and I would be like, yeah, that's a pretty good song. <laughs> I mean, like, the bar is so high. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy she's doing it. Yeah. And before we finish with Grimes, can we read a bit of Azalea Banks' official review of the album? Oh, boy, yeah. Which, in which she says, I try to root for the sis, but this new Grimes record is terrible. Vocals are entirely entirely too compressed, and her Bjork impression on New Gods is embarrassing. Good dick will produce great art in a woman, but Elon's is clearly not as good as she says it is. Then she goes on to say that the graphic design is cool, but the boring fairy aesthetic yeah. is overdone or whatever. She uses cool as like a derogative word, which is hilarious. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she has all these like really inflammatory claims that Elon Musk bought the Pitchfork review for Grimes. Yeah. Which, if you've um, read the Pitchfork review, isn't true because, like, the final paragraph is pretty scathing. Which, while I was out, that's why I was so shocked that Grimes was so happy when she tweeted, like, I'm like, I love Pitchfork again. Yeah. She got a good score, but I don't think it was like a glowing review at all. I think it's like a vote for the number and then, like, one right. person writes the review, which right. explains why it's kind of dissonant sometimes. Mm hmm. Anyway, um, favorite song is still 4AM. Grimes will always be hot to me. I mean... I think it's hot. You can criticize her, and I think you would be right in a lot of her criticisms, but the music is good. And that's why we talk about it on this podcast. Um, while discussing this here album years ago, <laughs> she actually was discussing her first album to come off her label. And I remember she was like, I don't know if I'll sign to a new label or do this all on my own. But anyway, I just know that something else is coming. I mean, we also know that she did a random song with Charlie that like ended up being drum and bass or something she said. Right. And they like couldn't yeah. really find a way to release it. She tweeted about that today, actually, about that song. Grimes, she was doing like a Q&A on Twitter and people were asking her questions. And one of the questions was like, um, whatever happened with that song? And she said something like, I still need to like get back with Charlie to finish it. Yes, you do. Interestingly enough, someone asked her what her favorite album of 2019 was. Can you guess? Oh my God. Can you give me a hint? We've talked about it on the pod. Um, yeah. Gender, please. What's that? Gender. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what album is gender, please? <laughs> do you remember what gender is? Um, yes. She identifies as a woman. <laughs> dying at you asking me what gender is. Okay. Um, no, no. I thought gender, please was like the name of an album. <laughs> a little on the nose to be asking me what gender is. Okay. Tell me. No Jack Hat insane yeah of course she would support dr luke when given the chance (laughs) (laughs) yeah she would take like the most problematic avenue to anything she could say i guess she just wants to collab maybe she wants like a huge mainstream era after this kind of dark travesty that is misanthropocene misanthropocene yeah yeah i wonder what she do next i think i'm done with grimes though we're done to say about her hot as hell we love you claire 
Claire Musk. <laughs> okay. A few more singles, huh? We'll keep going. Right, yeah. So, so we cut a few songs because we couldn't talk about all of the songs. Our list usually includes like, I don't know, like 20 songs. Um, yeah, as we are known to do, we um, chopped. Yeah, to me the most you. egregious and sad chop was Yikes, but Nikki, I love that song. Do you like, love you that said song? You had, I actually really love it. Mm. It might be that I'm just biased. Anything that she puts out, I love. Um, I think it's so funny. Mm. The beat is very minimal, but it's like like old school Nikki in a way, like mixtape Nikki. It's great. I love yeah, it. I can't stand to be like that. It is a very mixtape though. I yeah. found it so boring. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry, I really Insulting. am. Um, but she says she has another one lined up, so. Right. Still yeah, time. it's not even a promotional single. It's like a, a hype single, she said. Yeah. Um, we cut a, an Eve's tumor song called Gospel for a New Century. It's like, I don't know, it's mm. like trip hop, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Something right? like ASAP, ASAP, uh, Aesop Rock about it. Whoa. <laughs> I Wait, got no. so confused there for a second. Aesop Rock. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Do you remember Wait, that, what's Aesop Rock? that thing? Aesop Rock was like, um, oh, maybe even a white rapper oh. in like the mid 2000s. It like sounds so close to Lisa Brocky. It sure does. I mean, my brain <laughs> certainly short-circuited. Oh, I see. I see his picture. T, I trust you because I've never listened to this person. We also cut a Selena Gomez song that she released recently called Feel Me, not off yeah. her album Rare. It's actually yeah. from 2016. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. She posted it or like released it, I guess, allegedly due to fan demand, but it's like, it really sounds like nothing I've heard since 2016. It's like fully tropical pop. Gee, like gee. it sounds crazy in this context um, yeah. of 2020. It's not great. I listened to it and it didn't register at all in my, in my brain. I couldn't remember it afterwards. It has that way of um, teleporting you backwards and yet also making <laughs> you feel nothing at all. <laughs> um, we cut out Alanis Morissette made a huge comeback and by huge, I mean, no one paid attention to it. Yeah. My biggest takeaway from that is that she sings with an accent. Yeah, what is that? What, what is, is that? that? She's Canadian. She's, she's Canadian. She's not to have an accent, yeah. She's not even Quebecois. We were like listening to the song Smiling Together and like inexplicably cackling. Yeah. <laughs> just, just ridiculous. There's something no, ridiculous about how she sounds. Yeah, she sounds honestly like the other song, Reasons I Drink, she has an accent, like a full on like, I want to say like Francophone accent in it. Purity Ring, we mentioned, had a song called Stardew, Grace yeah. and Chance. Um, we were thinking right. about getting into like the Gen Z market by talking about this like twink that probably came up on TikTok or whatever. Anyway, it's a bad song, <laughs> ultimately. I don't even know who he is. Speaking of twink, another Lauv song, which again sounds right. terrible out loud, called Modern Loneliness. He loves that yeah. topic. <laughs> so we skipped it one scheme. day. One day we'll talk about a love song. Yeah. That's L-A-U-V, by the way. What else? We we skipped the Carly Rae Jepsen Let's Be Friends song. Oh, that song was wretched. So bad. Carly Rae really needs to go sort of back and rethink what she's doing with her career because ever since emotion... Like mentally regroup. Yeah. Don't even listen. Like, all the songs we're talking about, don't even be curious, except maybe Nikki. No, yeah. It's like not even... Actually, no, listen to the Eve's Tumor song, maybe. We'll pop it on the playlist. Part of our job is to tell you what not to listen to. And we say adamantly, skip Let's Be Friends by Carly J Ray Jepsen. <laughs> yeah, we can't be positive all the time. We can't no. be poptimist all the time either. Sometimes we hate <laughs> pop. Yeah. Sometimes it's a huge problem. 
Often I hate it. This song is just so unsexy. How is she so unsexy? Is she like 30? Why she sing like a 12 year old? Anyways. <laughs> Let's be friends, yeah. It's very like wooden block vibe, like square into square. Anyway, maybe um, that, I hope that made sense to anyone but me. Um, I don't think it <laughs> Wooden block vibe. Okay. Hannah Diamond. Oh, I get it. I get it now. I get it. I get it. it is pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Okay, confirmed. Pretty funny. Anna Diamond released a remix of Love Goes On from her album. So Palmistry, who I love, remixed it. And Blady, who I love, features on it. Ultimately, it's a terrible mashup of things. The vocals sound terrible together. The beat is too minimal to carry them. And it just like ultimately doesn't sound good. And it's really too bad because yeah. it could have been a bop. Could have been a smash. It's really, too bad. it's really too bad how Hannah Diamond sort of invented PC music sound, yet reaped none of the benefits. No, she didn't, did she? Yeah. She didn't invent it, but she was the girl, the PC vocalist back in the day until they moved the on face. to like Yeah, exactly the face, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about songs we actually like. So Christine and the Queens is back. Mm-hmm. People I've been sad. just start by saying that the song title is genius show-stopping <laughs> amazing not afraid to reference <laughs> blah, 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 blah. that song title is so fucking stupid it belongs in the group chat it's like, yeah, yeah people comma i've been sad <laughs> i love it and needless to say she says it more than once in the song yeah and she pulls it off every time people she's been sad very people. sweet very beautiful i wrote mm. this song is beautiful you hear her in it, obviously, but I hear the influence of Gone too with Charlie XCX. Absolutely, yeah. The way she uses the way she uses auto tune in this is new mm-hmm. for her since Gone, and I think she does a great job. And it is show stopping. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's one of her best. I think it's it does this thing that we we talked about when we did our pot our episode on Gone, where like the sentences are weirdly like cut off almost. Mm. Yeah, well, she is certainly lyrically galaxy brain like yeah the way she uses english is right. unmatched it's hard to describe it's i feel like it's the kind of song that it's just like emotionally works for you like emotionally really resonated with me but i can pinpoint what it is about it specifically that makes it so it's probably the melody it's probably i don't know but it's yeah. just really great maybe people you've been sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah just saying i really relate to that sentiment of people comma have been sad I have to wonder who she's talking to. I guess us. Uh, well, the the people. Yeah. people. Bernie supporters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cute. Hot. 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 Thank you, Christine. Ah! We said it almost in unison. <laughs> Hot. Also very bilingual. And it's a Montreal resident. I just have to stand that. I just have yeah. to. Any sort of binary Canadians love. <laughs> so thank you, Chris. Okay. Certainly a different vibe. We have... Someone named Salvatore Ganacci featuring Tommy Cash. This just simply goes off to me. Well, I'm I'm glad someone likes it. Okay, let's listen and decide. (laughs) This is called Heart Base. On a train, on a plane, on a boat. On a go, bitch, 
Interesting. Okay, so you saying you hate that makes me wonder if my three years in the Netherlands rubbed off more on me than I ever realized. <laughs> to me, it's, it is very like European, like EDM festival. It's fully like hard style. Yeah. I used to love, I used to love this guy named Special D. He had like frosted tips and he had this song called Come With Me. And it really just is this song, like that is so iconic European. tune right. um, for me at least. And Heart Bass with Tommy Cash kind of touches on every hard style trope that I love. <laughs> okay. I'll be a bit more nuanced about my hate. Okay. I think... It has like, again, like sort of like three sections almost. It starts off really like low key and then it picks up with amazing drums. Like the drums, when it picks up, the drums are amazing. Mm. But then after that, it becomes like, I feel that this comparison might be a bit unfair, but in my head, I just thought of Crazy Frog. <laughs> and it like, it does the thing where like it builds up and then like drops like a Calvin Harris song in like 2012 or whatever. It honestly has a build like swine off art pop right yeah like that much of a dramatic totally build. Yeah, yeah 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 no i fucking love it frankly <laughs> i love it yeah love i mean I, I can't blame you but if, um, if your only reference to the to the type of music that this is is crazy frog then i honestly can't blame you for not loving it <laughs> no i feel like it's not my only reference but I just, I just feel like it feels so much like edm festival kind of music you yeah. know like it feels like it's gonna okay, play what fuck's the problem with that <laughs> Maybe I just haven't been to enough like Tomorrowlands to know the yeah. virtues of this kind of music. But you're right. It's just not it's not gonna make it to my playlist. I didn't did not click the heart next to it. Oh my god, I'm literally looking at the heart I clicked next to it. <laughs> it's so good. Um the first song on the EP, the Salvatore or like Salvatore, whatever, Ganache right. EP, is featuring Sebastian Tellier of American oh, yeah, Girl we stand him. <laughs> and then the third song on it is um Basically the best house song I've ever heard, or at least in this decade, the best house song called right. Interest in Sport, like pure piano yeah. house. You should have put that in the playlist. I'll put it in the playlist. But yeah, I think this is for me the one song that I just didn't vibe with at all this week. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give it a local. Oh, give it a blazing mm -hmm. hot, but that's where we disagree, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this and yikes, it's our only disagreement. We can move on to something yeah. else you're not going to love. What is it? I did listen to the full Justin Bieber album. Did you do oh, okay. that? I'm sorry I didn't. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, frankly, I adored it. No, really? Yeah. Sorry, R&B royalty Justin Bieber really came through and I delivered. Mean, right. I did come out last episode, I want to say this on the record, as loving yummy. So it can get more, more embarrassing you know that than that. That is a crazy little twist yeah. that I forgot about. Give me a chorus that is completely nonsensical. You know what I mean? Oh my god, every that. time we fight, it feels like the first time, even if it I know. just happened two minutes ago. What about the rest of the album, though? What's your take? Well, you know I don't like listening to men sing. I know you mm. don't really either. No one does, yeah. But when it comes to R&B, I've realized, yes, I do. Mm. I like Jeremiah. Yeah, that's true. I like Justin Bieber. That's fair. R&B men are like 90% of the men I listen to in the right. very short list of men I listen to. Do I like male r&b frankly i do i didn't realize i yeah. did but i do do i like the toronto reference in intentions <laughs> i do yeah i do like that <laughs> but do you josh <laughs> is he allowed to make toronto references isn't he from like windsor ontario or something like that i don't know no, i'm stratford. just making that up oh, okay stratford 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 ontario if you asked me what the what the difference between windsor and, and stratford was i would say none 
Windsor is like um, salt and uh, Stratford is like Shakespeare. <laughs> Don't ask me to expand on that. I would love an elaboration of that take, but... <laughs> it is a vibe, period. <laughs> anyway, I don't really know. Like, I haven't been keeping track of tabloids, but I know he's been looking rough lately, and I think that is right. a lot of why maybe the public isn't as behind this project yeah, as totally. the, like, peak of his career, which we now know was the peak. Like, where are you now? Purpose, Purpose yeah. the album. Like, everyone and their totally. little brother loved... Justin Bieber for a minute there. Like he yeah. came back in the biggest way of all time. 2015. I remember specifically memes where people would say who her, who his yeah. fans used to be. It'd be little girls. And then who his fans are now. And they're like, I don't know, like men. Supreme hype beasts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I had this idea that he had appealed, finally appealed to all of the masses, both girl and men. Yeah. But yeah, this album, no one's paid attention to him. Because he was using producers like Skrillex who were like also having their own kind of renaissances. Yeah. Renaissances? <laughs> anyway. What's the, what's the plural of? Let's ask, uh, what's her name? Christine on the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have a word for that. I will say the album could end after that song with Kalani, Get Me. Jeez. Afterwards, it's like ballad after ballad after ballad. Just like mm. being in love with Haley Baldwin. Like, right. Well, I did listen to the uh, Quavo song that you posted on our playlist. Intention. That you put on the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. And it is about Haley Baldwin, too. There's a really funny line. I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's like, he thanks her parents for making her. Shout out to your mom and dad for making you. Staying in a vision, they did a great job raising you. When I create, you're my muse. Yeah, very weird stuff. Like, vaguely yeah. spiritual. I mean, intention is like very Alcoholics Anonymous or something, I think, too. Right, maybe. totally, yeah. But the beat is like sublime to me. <laughs> um, all of the production is so good. We know that one song with Lil Dicky, who, I mean, that's a topic for another day, but Running Over uses a sample from Splice. Like, the entire melody right. of the song is just, like, publicly available. Oh, crazy. So, in a way, it is, like, the most generic beats you could possibly make. Totally, yeah. And that's how I felt about the Kalani That's how you felt about it. And honestly, honest. the rest yeah. sounds exactly the same, but the rest just sounds yeah. so good. I'm going to play Available for you. And see if you like it. Don't mean to sound desperate, but you made it like this. Say I'm number one on your to do list. Are you available? Like I'm available. Got my arms wide open. He's literally like seducing me, frankly. Like he's hot. <laughs> he's like so available. <laughs> I love when he's available, unlike Nicole and the Pussycats. That's who she needs to date. Also, I guess the problem with Justin is that when you cultivate a fan base that is just girl girls, like literal teenage girls, mm. so I feel like he's having a crisis of who his fans are now. Because, mm. I don't know, the Justin Bieber fan has aged to the point that she doesn't listen to Justin Bieber. I'm assuming. I have to Simply assume because I'm not her, but yeah. yeah. Well, ultimately people don't want to listen to a religious man sing about a wife. Right. Yeah. It's fun. It's kind of what yeah. we were talking about last time when we were saying like pop star men have this sort of crisis of narrative that yeah. once they do the bad boy narrative, okay, purpose, then what's, what's next? What else can you do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What can you do? But, uh, make smooth R and B. I do believe that some of it is good because I do honestly think that Yummy is a good song that will be redeemed in time. No, stop. <laughs> doesn't have to be the case. You don't have to keep saying it either. <laughs> if I say it enough, it'll, it'll be, be true. true. 
Um, I've read somewhere on Twitter that it will debut or debut at number one. So it's not doing that bad. Oh, interesting. The album, yeah. Wait, was there competition though? Like what else is out this week, you know? <sighs> yeah, you're right. That's the There's nothing else, yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how Grimes will chart, but that's for another episode, isn't it? Right, yeah. I made a joke that she's going to chart at like a num- 170 or something like that. And then you correct you corrected me. You were like, "Oh no! Well, Art Angels actually debuted at number thirty-four. That's true. Yeah, it got to um, thirty-four. Thirty-four and one hundred and seventy-three. I don't know the difference between the two. But <laughs> <laughs> anything oh below twenty, no one's paying attention to. <laughs> Except us. I mean, I love Art Angels. Holy shit! Yeah, my biggest hot my hottest take is that I don't like Art Angels. Wait, what? Since when? Is that a new take? I've always had that. No, I've always had that. Oh my god! I like Art Angels, but I feel like it's a worst um, body of work. I actually couldn't disagree more. It's too like bombastic for it's me. It's huge. Yeah, it sounds yeah, great. I don't like that shit. I like more muffled the sounds. I don't know. It's on my. It's on my. Take. I bet you would like the song easily. That song is so cute, and it's like the I most like, simple song. It's just like her right. and a piano, basically, and a drum machine. I'll add it to my playlist. I like the song Pin. Pin is album. big, and I think. I don't think it has a um, a music video, but it's like one of the biggest hooks right. of all of them. What about like Butterfly and California? Are those Ew, too much? I hate those. I've, I'm <sighs> sure I've played those. Yeah. You're pretty sure you've played those? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, hate I just guy. think Visions is better, but. Yeah. Well, Visions is a different thing. A better thing, yes. Art Pop. Sorry, Art Pop. Okay, wait. <laughs> Art Angels is her peak pop career moment. Yeah, totally. And I mean, 34 is no justice in my opinion. Number 34. Oh, right. Yeah. 100 or whatever. Yeah, I know. I think we're done. Oh no, we're Sega Bodega and then we're done. Oh, Sega Bodega. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. How did you like this album? Salvador by Sega Bodega came out a, a little while ago. I really loved it. Honestly, I love Sega Bodega and to me it's not, it's not very different from what he's done in the past, which I think is good because it's like, it's only his first album, I think. Mm. It's like finally this like whole Sega Bodega idea that he's been teasing for years now finally comes into its own in an, in an album, in, in an era. Um, Let's listen to Masochism right. just to get us in the mood. Yeah. Hot beat, first of all. It's a good closer for the podcast because the theme of the episode has obviously been masochism. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's weird. It's very sentimental. It's mm. very poppy. It's kind of grimes in the sense that it's pop, but done with like a bank of sounds or like, I don't know. It's just not very like traditional pop. It's not as experimental as I thought it would be, but I think that's good. Well, I think grimes is more straight up pop than Sega Bodega is. I don't think... Sega has the like hook range that Grimes no. does. Yeah, no, 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 no. And I think like sometimes his auto tune skews a little bit Owl City for my taste. Oh my god, shut up. Sorry, <laughs> it's that's true. He just kind of sounds like a boy singing. I don't know. Like I guess he can't sing is what I mean. Yeah, he can't sing. He's not like a vocalist. That's He's yeah, not a vocalist. Yeah, no. The production's show stopping. Yeah, show stopping. And also like even Year though she ending. can't he can sing, he has that like 
what I love to say, like a, like a near for melodies, like that song, you suck. It's so stupid, but I think that it works. Like the chorus mm. is like, I hate it. I don't know. You hate it. Oh yeah. I God. hate you suck. You're s- you, you suck. suck. You suck. <laughs> fuck you. I think fuck that's you. so funny. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I've just like heard it before or something. It's like not catchy enough for me to buy into it. Um, I guess I'm holding well, him to a really high standard. I just find his yeah, production so perfect that like when he actually wants to become a pop star, I'm like, okay, I'm happy to see that happen. Mm-hmm. But I like really want the songs to be better than they are. Maybe I'm being mean. No, you're just expressing your opinion, which you're <laughs> entitled to. It might not be the right opinion, but that's why freedom of speech <laughs> exists, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, like we, we discussed Salve Goes to Hollywood last episode. And it is ultimately like a beat tape where he kind of sings over it to an extent. Your problem is that, okay, no, maybe not. Let me rephrase this. <laughs> Would you prefer this album if it was beats produced by Sega sung by, I don't know, Shy Girl? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Not a single feature actually on this album. Not a single feature. Yeah, no. Um, no feats, no interludes. Just kidding. One I can interlude. see. I see where you're coming from in the sense that he's not a vocalist, so it's not his strong suit to be singing his own songs. But I do think that he brings something interesting to the pop mediascape or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like I like it. I like I like Masochism, Racing Hell, and You Suck. I think they're like the perfect balance, experimental but not really something that actually like. I feel like I always say that it's harder to make pop than it is to make experimental music. Totally. Okay, Arca, looking mm-hmm. directly at she. It's easy to make noise for an hour, but it's not as easy to make like a catchy sound. Mm-hmm. It, I like it. It's a good album. It's not going to be like the most impactful album of 2020, but I think it's hot. Ultimately, like I don't own a coffee shop, so I don't right. know when I would play this. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but Josh, imagine playing masochism in a coffee shop. People would be like, what the fuck is happening? It's not coffee shop music. Maybe that's a problem. I think it's like it would non- be fine. You don't it's think not coffee masochism? shop enough? No. You're not going to play that shit in a coffee okay, shop. Okay, well, you don't know my Unless coffee your coffee shop, shop is called Burgoyne. But I don't think this conversation is going anywhere because we're both too tired. And <sighs> Jesus. Yikes. Okay, Yikes. thank you, Sega. You thank you, Mr. Bodega. <laughs> We appreciate it. We appreciate power. No, I'm just like doing board association. In your <laughs> <head>. <laughs> it's a fun little game yeah. for our Friday evening. Yes. So it's, it's 9 p.m. It's 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, okay. But wait, let's do. Oh, smashes. We must pick a smash of the week. Right. Oh, I hate this part. Which is when we kind of compile all the words we said over the past little <laughs> while and um, really put a pin in the song we love the most. So what the duck are we saying? Josh, I hate this part right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it's not the Pussycat Dolls. It's not. Uh, okay, well, I'll tell you. It's the Tommy Cash feature on Salvador. Oh, my God. Garucci or like um, right. Ganache. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way Spotify like sabotages me in terms of seeing artist names is just unprecedented. <laughs> Salvatore Ganache, Heart Bass featuring Tommy Cash is my smash right. of the moment. Thank you very much. Well, my smash of the moment didn't make it onto the list, and it's Yikes by Nicki Minaj. Wow, damn, then we probably should have included it. <laughs> no, but aside from that, it is my smash, Dark Side by Grimes. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let us know what your smash is. Let us know what you're listening yeah. to. You can get in touch a couple ways in the description, in fact. Mm-hmm. Check us out on Spotify. In the music section, we have an account with all of our playlists yes. for every episode. We'll make one for this episode. And we'll see mm. you really soon, frankly. Yes. Yeah. God willing. Yeah, God willing. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. And have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.